1: You're listening to AI in Action. I'm your host, J.P. Valentine. Our guest today is Sivan Birkovici. Sivan is the CTO at Carius. Sivan, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, J.P. Thanks you for inviting me
1: to AI in Action. I'm excited to be here. It's our pleasure. So Sivan, let's start with a a brief background of yourself. Can you give us an overview of your career in technology from where you got started, what led you to where you are today as the CTO at Carius? Well,
2: to be honest, you know, I didn't really start in bioinformatics or applying machine learning in genomics or any of that. I started uh, with distributed systems and embedded systems and microarchitecture, and I had a blast. It was really fun, active community, really engaged with interesting challenges in the early 2000s. What I realized over time is that I really want to spend my time working on some of the problems that are not just challenging but also i can relate uh, to them as a person i looked around me and i, I saw great opportunities in education in, in agriculture and also in medicine and as a computer scientist that was seeking a opportunity to apply uh, some of the things that i've been learning on areas that i found mattered to me i came across the opportunity of computation biology and bioinformatics and i spent uh, a few years studying techniques that allow researchers to find these uh, genes that analyze uh, genetic disease. So in the past 16 years or so, I've been applying machine learning on problems in genetics and, and genomics, starting with my work uh, in academia. Uh, in the last 10 years or so, I've been developing diagnostic services here in the U.S. Uh, initially, I was focusing on uh, rare diseases, idiopathic disorders. These are usually cases where there's an understanding that there's some a genetic component that analyzed this otherwise rare disease. And you're trying to seek these uh, these sections of the genome that are somehow associated with that disease. And then I evolved into cancer diagnostics from grabbing that uh, piece of tumor uh, and then applying next generation sequencing to read that DNA and then finding the mutation of the cancer and the drug that is relevant to that mutation. And now in, in the past five and a half years, as the chief technology officer here at CARIUS I've been developing together with a group fast-growing team, a set of technologies that allow us to identify the underlying cause of an infectious disease through leveraging this new data type, microbial cell DNA, and I'd be happy to talk to you more about that. But in a nutshell, I didn't start with machine learning. I didn't start with AI. I started with a deep passion to invest my time in solving problems that really resonated with me. And and this journey has been super amazing and satisfying. I'm I'm still surrounded by by really smart people. that have a similar passion, so every day is an exciting day to, to embark on yet another AI journey into areas that resonate with us here at Carriers.
1: Excellent. I appreciate the overview and the detail. It, it's certainly helpful to hear the mix of background and and what led to the the idea behind Carriers. So you you touched on there what the mission of Carriers is. I'd love to now sort of spend some time looking at your novel use of AI. So can you give us some insight into how you and the team go about using AI for drug discovery at Carius?
2: So just as a reminder, Carius is an infectious disease diagnostic company we spent out of Stanford, where we were actually investigating transplant patients. And when we were studying these transplant patients, we realized that among all the pieces of DNA that are floating in these patients, there are unique new molecules, microbial cell-free DNA, that is also floating in, in patients' blood. So we all knew that DNA existed, of course, and we all knew that microbes have a DNA. But what we didn't realize up until that uh, point in time is that there's enough microbial cell-free DNA that merits uh, an investigation of this new data type and building a platform on top of it. So before I can talk about AI, really, there needs to be an appreciation of the fact that there's a new data type. It's not a a set of new technologies that are machine learning technologies on top of data like documents or or pictures, things that we had for the longest time. It's a new data type, microbial cell-free DNA that was discovered back then. And on top of that uh, new data type, we've developed a a platform that allows us to uh, investigate uh, and, and study these molecules to infer what they mean. When you pick up a piece of uh, DNA uh, from plasma, it's just a string of letters. It's really hard to tell what it means. I cannot have a service in which physicians are sending me these plasma samples and I'm just uh, spitting out a set of of sequences uh, of DNA. It doesn't mean anything. So we had to develop a series of technologies that allows us to interpret that microbial soup. So fast forward to today, we've been working with hundreds of hospitals all over the country and a thousand physicians and they're sending us uh, samples six days a week, where we receive this plasma sample, we apply a wet lab technology, our proprietary t- technology that can harvest these molecules. And then on top of that, we apply our machine learning technology to interpret these molecules. And uh, from the minute that we receive the sample, it, it takes about uh, a day and a bit to get the samples back. So we return the results back to physicians the next day with a list of microbes that, that we found in that sample. So what's the machine learning component in in that story? It's applied throughout that that process. The first step is to identify where these molecules are coming from. When you pick up a piece of DNA, you have a very large map of potential uh, origins. I have a blueprint for many, many genomes. In fact, our databases, out of a million genomic references that exist out there, blueprints of of the microbial genome, we qualified about 20,000 or so genomes that we think of great, grade, So if you don't have that perfect map, then you'll map up uh, the, uh, these molecules to things that they may not exist, they might have the wrong label. And we had to apply machine learning at scale to identify which of the million references are of good quality. The people construct these genome references well. Did they give them the right name? It's really easy to make a mistake and leave a little bit of contamination or or wrong labels across these these databases in such a way that unless you clean it up, the physicians and then the patients will get the wrong diagnosis. So after we went from a million genomic references to about 20,000 that we qualified, now we have this map. We know that it's more accurate, but we also know that it's incomplete. That means that if I take a molecule of DNA coming from any one of these patients and I map it against my database, it may map to a few of these things, but if my database is, is not complete, then I might not have the right answer. The math that we had to develop actually had to take into account both the incompleteness of the database, but also still some remaining inaccuracy. So the way to think about it is that you have, somebody took uh, Jigsaw puzzle boxes and then they, they dropped all of them into this huge bag. And then they're asking you to, to solve all these Jigsaw puzzles at the, at the same time. And each one of these Jigsaw puzzles is basically a microbe, uh, but because it, it's actually a very hard problem to solve. And you also, for some of these jigsaw puzzles, you don't even have the picture as a reference. That's how hard the problem is. So some of the machine learning does this deconvolution work that attempts to build back these jigsaw puzzles to give them as a complete picture to the physician so they can apply the right drug. Without it, they're flying blind. I'll mention one more point where we use machine learning in the current diagnostic platform, which is an area that controls for all the things that are not driving the disease. So as you can imagine, when I draw a sample from a patient, there's a lot going on. Of course, there's the microbe that is driving the disease, but there's also other stuff in your body that is actually not associated with the disease. We all have microbes on us and in us. And there's a layer of math that deals with differentiating uh, the things that may drive the disease from the things that are happening in the background. Unfortunately, the background doesn't just include stuff that is in your body or on your body, it also includes stuff that is just in the environment. While a lot of the material that we're using in the lab are considered to be sterile, it turns out that many of these elements still have cell-free DNA coming from microbes from all around that environment. The reagents, the tubes, everything, all these machines. So we had to add another layer of math that looks at this deconvoluted soup, these jigsaw puzzles, and attempt to annotate which one of these are somehow relevant to the disease, which one of them are driving the disease and which ones are are just background. So I would say that there's no way to provide such a service without touching uh, AI in, in one way or
0: another. You are listening to the oldest podcast. When you're looking to scale your team or if you are interested in showcasing your company in a future episode, reach out today. Or if you're in the market for a new role, visit our website to view open positions. www.aldis.com.
1: Staying on that topic of potential impact, when you look ahead for the future of Carius, what is it that you're trying to accomplish over the next few years and what are you most excited about?
2: Carius is in the infectious disease diagnostic business. And you don't need to be a scientist today to realize how critical infectious disease diagnostics, and getting on top of this topic is, and this is not a a problem of a a particular country, it's a planet scale problem that we simply have to address. And it's clear that we have yet to reach a point in which we're happy with the results. And we don't need to reach a pandemic to realize that this is an important topic. We don't need to reach a pandemic to get to a point where the public is talking about the fact that we still do not have tools to address mortality and mobilities and comorbidities that are associated with microbes and with infectious disease. CarES is not willing to live in a reality in which patients are still dying from undiagnosed and undertreated infectious diseases. So the CarES vision, and if I think about the future, is to pave a path towards a world where infectious diseases is no longer a major threat to human health. Today, the Karyus test can detect more than 1,500 different microbes. And we are applying this technology on all these acutely ill, immunocompromised patients. These are the cancer patients and the transplant patients and the HIV patients. And it doesn't really matter if it's a fungal infection or a deep-seated infection in your brain. The, it turns out that this new data fact, microbial cell-free DNA, carries that signal, that message from that infected organ into the bloodstream where we collect that and harvest that. So this test is particularly beneficial for patients with a compromised immune system, but it doesn't stop uh, there. The future that I see for Carius is a future in which we are continuously looking into the gap between that desired future, a future in which physicians have better choices, a future in which we can detect the disease even before symptoms, a future in which people are no longer dying because of an undiagnosed infectious diseases. We look at that future, that desired uh, future, and we look at the current reality, and we ask ourselves, what is the technology gap? And it turns out that this microbial cell free DNA new data type holds tremendous power to answer many of these questions, but I can't uh, say that we reached a saturation point. There's a lot to be done uh, around the ability to interpret these microbial signatures. There's a lot to be done around bringing that technology closer to the physician and closer to the patient. There's a lot to be done to leverage this new data type outside of infectious diseases. We all know and we we can read in in your favorite journals on your favorite diseases. We all know that there are tremendous connections between microbes and human health and disease. It doesn't need to be related to infectious diseases. It can go way beyond that. It can go into cancer and response to therapy. In autoimmune disease and neurodegenerative disease and, and liver disease, any disease you pick up or most of the diseases that you'll pick up, you can absolutely go to your favorite search engine and find a connection between bad disease and microbes. Now CARES has been building a pretty massive database of microbial signatures and these clinical contexts. And I believe that over time, we'll be observing more and more of these signatures emerge out of our data, of course, by the application of of some novel machine learning techniques. And we will be able to leverage such signatures to the benefit of physicians in clinical scenarios and therapeutic areas that, that ex- expand beyond the infectious disease space. But I would say that in the three to five years, you'll see carriers delivering more and more technologies that simply solve more problems. We will see people leveraging this technology or a set of technologies to provide better care to bring people back to health. We will probably be seeing the application of these technologies earlier and earlier in the diagnostic journey of of patients, especially in these immunocompromised patients. And then beyond that, I strongly believe that over time, given the massive database that Karius has created around the microbial world, we will be able to identify new connections between microbes and human health and disease, expanding beyond infectious diseases, and I believe we will be able to leverage that signal to provide better choices to physicians outside of infectious diseases as well.
1: Sivan, final question for me then. I wanna get some insight into the, the growth and opportunity that exists at Carius uh, For our audience who are listening, many of whom are, who are interested in this field, what sort of career opportunities do you see at Carius over the next year to two years and, and the types of people that you're gonna to need to hire?
2: That's a great question. CARES had an incredible year in 2020, 2021 in terms of our growth and in terms of our development. We've been accelerating our R&D around multiple dimensions that aim to do the same thing. Get more patients back to health, those who suffer from infectious diseases. And the uh, the focus was significantly on our backbone business, our ability to uh, detect microbes and, and infer which ones are driving the patient's infectious disease. And we had additional investments to seek signatures that expand beyond infectious diseases in these rapidly growing microbial databases. Now, I would say that for our audience, the part that I'm really passionate about it comes from the fact that we are operating at the edge of what machine learning and AI and large databases and, and data science does. And the reason why I'm saying that is that we are observing a shift in the fundamental set of problems that AI is attempting to, to solve. We are going from trying to simply emulate what the best person does on, on known data. Uh, we're shifting from that towards expanding into what people ne- were never able to do. So I'll give you an example. In digital pathology, the idea is that we are looking at imaging data uh, from patients, and we are trying to, at a minimum, replicate what, what the best pathologists do. They, they look at that image, the circular areas of interest, they provide a diagnosis. And with machine learning techniques and deep learning in particular, we've seen the emergence of a wave of companies that are looking at these images and they attempt to create a world in which the best pathologist is next to any MRI machine and any CT machine. And, and the development has been uh, so inspiring to see how we are democratizing best medicine through AI. The next wave that we see, and, and I believe that Kyriss is part of that wave, is the application of AI that expands beyond what the human mind uh, can do. So uh, even, even if we take a thousand physicians that are the best physicians in infectious diseases in the world and provide them the data that carries holes, they will not be able to interpret what that means. Unlike the images where you take a really good, good doctor and, and they will be able to interpret that image, if we provide this new data type to physicians, it's, it's just too complex, it's just too big. So AI is shifting from emulating the best person out there. And moving into the world where we go beyond what, what a single person can do. The other thing that I'll, I'll mention is that because of the complexity of this data, because of the number of connections between all the different data types that Keres that has been generating, the uh, management of that data becomes very complex. You will see terms like data observability and continuous integration, continuous deployment of data and expert in the loop uh, architectures. There's a lot of dialogue in the field around how to manage this to get the most out of this. The the data catalogs, the feature stores, data downtimes, a lot of terms that are reflective of the fact that we are still trying to wrap our head around how to manage complexity to allow the R&D teams to accelerate the development of, of new techniques, and I'm really excited about that. So anyone who chooses to join uh, Karius, and in particular our machine learning teams and our data teams, will absolutely enjoy working with a new data type. So you're not parsing articles or Wikipedia pages or trying to optimize Ads placement. There's no other place that will give you access to this uh, new data type. Carius is in the liquid biopsy for infectious disease world, and we, we just have a massive amount of that data. So you'll gain access to a new data type. You'll get to work on algorithms that are uh, really focusing on the shift from emulating uh, the best doctor out there to outperforming a set of doctors uh, out there. So and that's exciting we will be really focusing on techniques that are not necessarily just deep learning techniques and how many layers and what's the activation function. And we'll continue to leverage some of these mathematical models that are really closer to the biological understanding of certain processes. So probabilistic graphical models are, are a great example and, and we enjoy using them across a variety of, of problems. And beyond the data type and beyond expanding AI into areas that, that go beyond uh, the best pers- person or people out there, uh, there's the data management piece. And you'll find yourself working uh, at the cutting edge of uh, problems like data versionings and data cataloging and so on. So I, I'm excited. I know that the team is excited to be working on that problem. And if you package all of that under this umbrella that says every line of code that you write today will influence a patient tomorrow, you'll find that to be super satisfying, one of these experiences you'll have where you're going to look back and say that you're you, you happy to be part of this this mission. So yeah, we're still recruiting across a, a variety of positions in our R&D teams. And I definitely welcome those who, who have the strong background in machine learning to, to engage with our teams, even if you're just curious to learn about the field, feel free to
1: reach out. S- Sivan, thank you so much for, for coming on today uh, and sharing not just your own background and how you led to to carriers but what you guys are doing in this space it's incredibly exciting and the the use case potential in the future is is something that we really all look forward to so everyone's rooting for you we wish you the team and and everyone at carriers the best of luck in the year ahead thank you thank you jp